Evening prayer starts on page 21. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Dearly beloved brethren, the scripture moveth us in sundry places to acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness, and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of Almighty God our Heavenly Father, but confess them with a humble, lowly, penitent, and obedient heart to the end that we may obtain forgiveness of the same by his infinite goodness and mercy. And although we ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before God, yet ought we chiefly to do so when we assemble and meet together to render thanks for the great benefits that we have received at his hands, to set forth his most worthy praise, to hear his most holy word, and to ask those things which are requisite and necessary as well for the body as the soul. Wherefore, I pray and beseech you, as many as are here present, to accompany me with a pure heart and humble voice under the throne of the heavenly grace, saying, Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 31 is, begins on page 375. In thee, O Lord, have I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me. Make haste to deliver me. And be thou my strong rock and house of defense, that thou mayest save me. For thou art my strong rock and my castle. Be thou also my guide and lead me for thy name's sake. Draw me out of the net that they have laid privily for me, for thou art my strength. Into thy hands I commend my spirit, for thou hast redeemed me, O Lord, thou God of truth. I have hated them that hold of lying vanities, and my trust hath been in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble, and hast known my soul in adversities. Thou hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy, but hast set my feet in large room. 
Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble, and mine eye is consumed for very heaviness, yea, my soul and my body. For my life is waxen old with heaviness, and my years with mourning. My strength faileth me because of mine iniquity, and my bones are consumed. I became a reproach among all mine enemies, but especially among my neighbors, and they of mine acquaintance were afraid of me, and they that did see me without without conveyed themselves from me. I am clean forgotten as a dead man out of mind. I am become like a broken vessel. For I have heard the blasphemy of the multitude, and fear is on every side, while they conspire together against me, and take their counsel to take away my life. But my hope hath been in thee, O Lord. I have said, Thou art my God. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies, and from them that persecute me. Show thy servant the light of thy countenance, and save me for thy mercy's sake. Let me not be confounded, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. Let the ungodly be put to confusion, and be put to silence in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence, which cruelty, disdainfully, and despitefully speak against the righteous. O oh, how plentiful is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, and that thou hast prepared for them that put their trust in thee, even before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the covert of thine own presence from the plottings of men. Thou shalt keep them secretly in thy tabernacle from the strife of tongues. Thanks be to the Lord, for he has showed me marvelous great kindness in a strong city. But in my haste I said, I am cast out of the sight of thine eyes. Nevertheless, thou heardest the voice of my prayer when I cried unto thee. O love the Lord, all ye saints, for the Lord preserveth them that are faithful, and plenteously rewardeth the proud doer. Be strong, and he shall establish your heart, all ye that put your trust in the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the tenth chapter of the book of Job. My soul loathes my life. I will give free course to my complaint. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will say to God, do not condemn me. Show me why you contend with me. Does it seem good to you that you should oppress, that you should despise the work of your hands and smile on the counsel of the wicked? Do you have eyes of flesh? Or do you see as man sees? Are your days like the days of a mortal man? Are your years like the days of a mighty man, that you should seek for my iniquity and search out my sin, although you know that I am not wicked, and there is no one who can deliver from your hand? Your hands have made me and fashioned me, an intricate unity, yet you would destroy me. Remember, I pray, that you have made me like clay, and will you turn me into dust again? Did you not pour me out like milk, and curdle me like cheese, clothe me with skin and flesh, and knit me together with bones and sinews? You have granted me life and favor, and your care has preserved my spirit. And these things you have hidden in your heart. I know that this was with you. If I sin, then you mark me, and will not acquit me of my iniquity. If I am wicked, woe to me. Even if I am righteous, I cannot lift up my head. I am full of disgrace. See my misery. If my head is exalted, and you hunt me like a fierce lion, and again you show yourself awesome against me. You renew your witnesses against me, and increase your indignation toward me. 
changes in war are ever with me. When, why then have you brought me out of the womb? Oh, that I had perished and no eye had seen me. I would have been as though I had not been. I would have been carried from the womb to the grave. Are not my days few? Cease, leave me alone, that I may take a little comfort before I go to the place from which I shall not return, to the land of darkness and the shadow of death, a land as dark as darkness itself, as the shadow of death without any order, where even the light is like darkness. Here ends the first lesson. Together Magnificat on page 26. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the thirteenth chapter of the Gospel of St. Matthew. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea, and great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly, I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. 
But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Here ends the second lesson. We gathered in the page 20. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is Thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not Thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we pray Thee that Thy grace may always prevent and follow us and make us continually to be given to all good works through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. It's good to see see you all tonight. And just thinking of um, being at the seashore, and we see the waves come in, and that kind of uh, represents our going to prayer. And then the wave comes out, and that or goes out, and the tide or pulls us that way, and that's us going out into our jobs. And then the wave comes in, and we return to Jesus uh, in our prayer in the afternoon. And that's kind of the rhythm of the life of prayer. So our colic today said, Lord, we pray thee that thy grace may always prevent and follow us. And I think I've told you this before, but just in case someone hasn't heard it, prevent in this case means go before. It does not mean to keep you from going, but to go before. So that means uh, we're asking God to go before us and to follow us. And also that he um, make us continually to be given to all good works, because that's what our... What our, our job is to remember to be with him in, in all that we do and to, to honor and glorify him through our lives. So in the psalm today, it's uh, one of those psalms where David is uh, processing his um, persecution by others. 
and um, some key verses in it. Um, well, actually, I want to mention that David, uh, a lot of his psalms are like that, where, you know, he says that, you know, you're my God, and you've always been the God of Israel, and here I am in trouble, and you're the God that always re uh, rescued us in the past, and you'll take care of me again. And it's kind of a little of a pattern that David has in his psalms. And it, in this particular psalm, He's, uh, it's a it's a really passionate celebration of the sufficiency of God and, and that he can rely on God. And I see a couple key verses here that uh, um, jumped out at me. For thou art my strong rock and my castle. And then the New King James, it says, my, my rock and my fortress. Be thou also my guide and lead me for thy name's sake. And so um, and that's what, what David is, is asking God to do. And then he gives us advice towards the end of the psalm. Well, love the Lord, all ye his saints, for the Lord preserveth them that are faithful and plenteously rewardeth the, the proud doer. So the um, proud doer is the one that, that stays with God and, and, um, and is um, faithful in all that he does. So in Job, we see a man who was considered righteous before God. He was a good man. But he still was stuck with this belief that if something happened, then um, that meant that, that um, something was amiss. There was a strange disturbance in the force. And, you know, for a man like Job, he shouldn't be having these problems, as opposed to just um, that God will do what he will do. And our reward comes through long-term faith. And, and for us, of course, in, in the uh, fulfillment of the kingdom. But he's um, his friends weren't really good friends. Uh, uh, Father Kevin last night at St. Thomas talked about the kind of friends they were, and, and they, they weren't really good friends. They came and they, they did their theological thing, which put them distant from Job. So they never really came close to him as friends. They came more as, uh, you know, almost a duty and as judges. So Job believed he was innocent. And um, sometime, you know, um, facetiously he asks, uh, and sarcastically asked if God was limited in his ability to discern Job's condition. And basically what he's, he's kind of insinuating that God owes him an um, explanation for what happened. And, you know, we can look back and say, that's not very smart, Job, because, you know, God doesn't do that. But I find that, that I do that sometimes. I'll, something will go on and I'll ask myself, why is this happening to me? And, and I can't wait to find out why God did this. And, and I think maybe the more proper response was God's doing what he's doing and I'm going to remain faithful. And going back to what um, David said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress. And if we take that attitude, um, I think that's a better attitude to take because it directs us and keeps us moving towards the, um, the fulfillment of the kingdom. So then we come to the parable of the sower. And um, it's really interesting because you want to go look at your commentaries and see what the, the interpretation is. But Jesus did the interpretation for us. And I think I took a few things from this uh, passage about the sower. Number one is, is, as Christians, Jesus told us to go out and make disciples of the whole earth. And so we go out and we speak the gospel to, to you know, as to the people that we come in contact with and and that we have the opportunity to speak the gospel to. But it's not our responsibility to get to make them accept it. That's their responsibility. And also God through the Holy Spirit will either give them um, the ability to see that or not. But our job is to be faithful and to do what we're supposed to do. So we really have to watch our scoreboard. And if we're scoring, um, you know, how many people come to faith because of our gospel as opposed to us just being faithful and doing what God says, that can lead us to some problems and some um 
you know, a lack of faith later and, and, um, and then uh, being like Job where we're counting on I'm righteous. So why, why is this stuff happening to me? So I'm going to give you a little lesson I learned from a real estate friend of mine. I liked it a lot uh, in our area. He sold the most houses one year and I asked him if he was going to, his goal the next year was to sell the most houses. And he said, my goal has never been to sell the most houses. My goal is to do all the things I'm supposed to do. I meet five people a day. I make five calls a day and I write five letters a day. And then the sales either come or they don't. And I think it's a really good attitude to think about is, you know, we come, we live our life of prayer. We do morning and evening prayer, our personal prayer, and we come to communion and the rest will happen um, through God's uh, faithfulness and his um, mercy to us. So our job is to stay faithful. And I think that's the, the lesson of this um, to make us continually want to do good works. I'd like to um, move to the uh, prayer for intercession on page 595. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Really good to be with you on this Thursday night as we return to our, our prayer, and I thank Barb and Aaliyah for helping out and co-leading with me. Have a great Thursday night. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Deacon thank you. Bob. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Good night. Thanks, Deacon Bob. Good night, everybody.